Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe on the YouTube channel, on the podcast, and everywhere else you can. And now, let's get to the episode. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to make, um, looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kennedy So, and today we are talking about accountability. Now... What I what brought this episode to light is a conversation I actually had with a young athlete this morning. 18-year-old kid, he's a hockey player, he's an absolute stud. But we were having a conversation about accountability, and we were talking about a phrase that I've heard from a number of different people in the past, which is everything in your life is absolutely positively your fault. Now, that sounds harsh, and there are obviously examples of things that happen in life that aren't your fault. But we were talking about a particular example and what he basically brought to light. This wasn't a real situation, but he said, like, you know, the way he viewed accountability is if someone random that he didn't know ran up to him in the street, punched him in the face and broke his nose, he's not going to sit there and be like, oh, wow, poor me. Why did this person do that? He's going to say, OK, what's the next step? The next step is I got to get my ass up. I got to bring myself to the hospital and I got to take care of this. So I'm going to switch that everything in your life is your fault to everything in your life is your responsibility. Now, the reason that I'm switching that is because I have conversations with a lot of athletes every single day. And a lot of you guys, and again, I'm not saying this as, you know, an insult or a shot at anyone, but what I do want is for it to wake you up. A lot of you guys have a reason why you can't fully pursue your goal right now. You have a reason why you can't, you know, level up your training. You have a reason why you can't be fighting right now. You have all kinds of different issues that you're dealing with that take away from your end goal of becoming an athlete. Now, what you've got to understand is every single one of those reasons might be valid, but your end goal of becoming an athlete still doesn't care. Because as I said at the start, everything in your life is your responsibility. Now, this means bad and good as well, because a lot of people hear that and, you know, they get upset. They're like, well, you know, like all these bad things, all these bad things happen to me. And, you know, yeah, bad things might not be your fault. But what you've got to understand is those bad things are still your responsibility. If you're dealing with an injury right now, it might have been a freak accident injury that, you know, wasn't your fault and didn't happen because of something that you did wrong. But it's your responsibility to go through the proper steps to rehab it, to put yourself back into a better position to be able to compete. If you don't do that, you're still going to be further away from your goal. If you sit around for three months before starting the rehab process, complaining about how shitty your life is because you got injured, you're going to be three months further away from your goal. Same idea as the example I gave from this young athlete. Somebody runs up to you in the street, punches you in the face, and breaks your nose. Is it your fault? Of course not. That's a random act of violence. There's nothing you can do to predict it. 
But again, at this point, what's done is done. Your nose is broken. You're kind of messed up. And you got to either go fix it or sit around and complain about the fact that he picked you to inflict that random act of violence upon you. You get what I'm saying? So the idea of this and why I thought it was so powerful and why I want to really bring this to you guys is because whatever that reason is, you know, you're living in the wrong city and you don't have access to, uh, you don't have access to a good gym that can help train you. You don't have a job, so you can't pay for proper training. You, you know, grew up in a family that doesn't have good eating habits, so your eating habits are bad because that's how you grew up. Whatever the reason is, it's your responsibility to make the change. Because I get a lot of athletes that will message me and say, well, how do I do the best strength and conditioning without any access to gym equipment? And then I ask, well, why can't you use gym equipment? They say, well, I can't afford a gym membership. I'm like, okay, you can look at this one of two ways. Either A, you can try to just do body weight only exercises. And like, can you make some improvements with body weight only exercises? For sure. Are you going to make as many improvements as you will in an actual gym with a coach that has a program properly broken down and set up for you to succeed? No. So you can look at it one of two ways. Either A, do it at home, try to figure it out the best you can and don't spend any money and do only body weight exercises and then be upset that you're not getting the same results as the people who are in the gym, but complain about the fact that you can't afford a gym membership like they can. Or B, you can find a fucking job. You can find a job and with the money that you make from that job, you can buy yourself a gym membership. Or C, let's say for some reason that's not a possibility for you, go to local gyms in town and say, Hey, I'm a young up and coming athlete. I really want to train here. I'm struggling with XYZ, so I can't actually afford a membership. Is there anything that I could do for you that in return you could allow me to train at your gym for free? And all you need is one to say yes. The first seven might laugh you out the door. But if the eighth gym says yes, you can come in here and train for free if you clean up at the end of the night every Tuesday and Thursday. You got yourself a fucking gym membership. You get what I'm saying? So again, instead of looking and saying, it's not my fault, I can't afford it, so I can't do it, are you actually working on a solution? Are you actually taking responsibility for your situation? Another example, one thing that I get a lot when I get messages from athletes is, you know, I just live in a city that there's no good MMA gym, so I want to be an MMA fighter, but I don't, I can't, make it to an MMA gym because there's none close to me. Cool. Move. And like, that might sound harsh because maybe you grew up there, maybe your family's there, maybe all these things. Like, But if you truly want to make this your career, move. Find a city that has a good MMA gym and go live there. Now, maybe you're in a position where financially you can't afford to move right now. Cool. Figure out how much money you need to put yourself in a position where you can financially actually can make that move to that city that's going to have that gym that you can you know, make the right gains at that you're looking for. Put that money aside and then fucking move. You might not be able to do something about it today, but you can take the responsibility if you are actually serious about the goals you have for your career. Like, guys, when I moved to Calgary, 
this is an example I always like coming back to. When I moved to Calgary, I moved because of a job at a gym, which I ended up leaving two and a half years later, but that's a story for a different day. And this job had no guaranteed hours. So I was moving across the country to a job that literally paid nothing. And it was up to me to find my own clientele. That's not something I'd ever done before. I had never run a business. I didn't know anything about running a business. I didn't know how to find clients. I didn't have, I had social media, but never actually used it. And I moved into this job and the attitude that I had coming into this gym was, you know, I'll try it out and worst case, I can just move back to Ottawa in six months when my money runs out. And I walked into the gym the first day and they had six coaches that were pursuing PhDs in different areas of elite performance sport. They had professional athletes in like six or seven different sports. And like I walked in the gym the first day and I knew, I was like, I have to stay here. And the most important thing, something I'd never seen before, they had coaches that were actually making good money only working as strength and conditioning coaches. Any other place I'd been before, coaches were doing strength and conditioning part-time on top of, you know, some other random job during the week. So needless to say, I came to this gym and I knew, I was like, okay, if I'm going to make it in this industry, I need to stay at this gym. And so then I had a decision to make. I'm either going to, A, sit around, bitch and complain that I don't know how to find clients and the gym's not giving me enough clients and I'm working really hard, but people aren't rewarding for me for my hard work. Or B, I'm going to spend every fucking waking minute of my life trying to figure out how to find clients, trying to learn as much as I can from all these coaches, being available for these coaches when they have sessions to give away so that I can put an extra 30 bucks into my bank account as many times a week as possible. And the other decision I had to make was about my living situation. You know, I was spending like $100 a week on groceries. I was, you know, just living a normal life, paying for gas to and from the gym every day. And my money was dropping down very quickly. So I started budgeting and I started realizing that there were areas that I could cut out. Number one, leisure of any shape that cost any money whatsoever. So like I was not buying anything other than groceries, essentially, and gas for my old beat up car. Number two, I moved into a place that was living in a basement that was five minutes from work. So I could save on gas every day. The rent was like $50 a month more expensive, but I was going to be able to save hundreds of dollars a month in gas. Number three was the decision. Uh, the other thing that I did was with my groceries, I started cutting down on what I was actually buying. You know, I basically figured out, I was like, what is the absolute bare minimum cheapest things that I need to survive and actually properly fuel my body? And I had my groceries down from like $110 a week to about $36 a week. And the reason that I did all of these things is because everything in my life is absolutely positively my responsibility. If I wanted to stay at that gym and I wanted to learn more about how these coaches were succeeding in this field, then I needed to save every fucking dime that I could because I had no money coming in and a lot of money going out. Was that fun? No. The basement that I was living in had no heat and I was living there in a Canadian winter. So anybody listening to this who's from Canada understands how much fun that would be. Number two, I didn't actually have a kitchen. I had a hot plate on a counter. And number three, the people who lived upstairs were hoarders. So one of my walls was actually a curtain. And on the other side of that curtain was the hoarder's storage space. 
which was literally packed floor to ceiling with just random shit. I couldn't even begin to talk about what was in there. And so the reason that I did that and the reason that I put up with that type of living situation is because I knew that this is what I wanted to do for a living. I wanted to coach athletes. I wanted to work with professional athletes. I needed to learn from these people. And if I was going to learn from those people, I had to figure out a way to stay there. And so I made less than a thousand dollars a month for the first 11 months that I lived in Calgary. And I also didn't take a part-time job or do anything else, which I was allowed to do because I wanted everyone at that gym to know that when there was a session to do, I was there and I had my hand up ready to do it. So that first I could make a little bit of money and continue to survive. And second, they would see me as the person who was keen and wanting to move up levels. This meant a lot of sacrifices when it came to lifestyle, but it put me in a situation where I was very successful at that gym. I learned anything and everything that I could from every single person there. And in turn, when I went off on my own business, I started my own business, I thrived. But it all comes back to what we started talking about at the start of the episode. Everything in your life is absolutely positively your responsibility. It would have been very easy for me to sit down that first week in Calgary and go, Oh, I hope I can stay and then kind of just live normally and then be upset when it didn't work out six months later and I had no more money. But instead, I took responsibility and I understood if this is truly what's important to me, if being here is truly what matters, then I need to do everything in my fucking power to make sure that I can stay here, which includes cutting down on my expenses so I can put all my money where it actually needs to go, which meant extra studying in terms of, you know, learning the business side of coaching, which I had never had to learn before, which meant early mornings, which meant late nights, which meant working random hours for really shitty money in the beginning so that I could put myself in the environment I needed to be in. And this is what so many of you guys still struggle with. You know, you live in the wrong city, but instead of figuring out a way that you can move to the right city where you're going to be able to pursue that dream of athletic success you sit around and complain about the fact that you're in the wrong city. You don't have the money to invest in, you know, proper coaching or improving your nutrition or any of these other areas you struggle in. But instead of finding the job that can allow you to afford these things, you sit around and complain about the fact that you don't have the money for it. And one of the ones that gets me as well, and this might ruffle a few feathers from people follow, like people that are listening, but when I'm in my Instagram account. Guys, do not get me wrong. I absolutely enjoy having conversations, answering some questions, things like that. But the thing that drives me up the wall is when somebody will come into my account, or come into my DMs and ask me, hey, can you send me a proper program for how do I can develop, you know, these five qualities for boxing or for MMA? And I'm like, well, you know, how much of my content have you watched? And they're like, well, not really a lot. And I'm like, well, like, what are you doing? Like, I have not, almost 900 videos there for free. And instead of taking some time and watching and taking a little bit of responsibility for what you're trying to succeed, you just send it the end. You're like, hey, can you give this to me for free? I, I did. And you didn't take it. You get what I'm saying? But, like, on that same note, if you watch a bunch of the videos on my page, and you're like, okay, you know, I understand this part of it a little better. I don't understand this as much. And you send me a question. And you're like, hey, you know, I was curious about, 
you know, the difference between these two different types of conditioning? I'm happy to answer that question because what you've shown me is I'm taking responsibility and now I just need a little bit of guidance. But when you come in fresh and you're like, hey, just give me shit for free. Like, who are you to deserve that? Who are you to deserve that? Every other person is out there taking the information that they can and trying to figure out how to make it and asking questions based off of research and trying to figure it out themselves. And you're just saying, hey, do the work for me. You get what I mean? Like this isn't the way to achieve anything. So what I really want you guys to take away from this and what I really want you to understand as you, as we wrap up the show is Everything in your life is positively and absolutely your responsibility. It's not up to the random account on Instagram that you follow to send you free shit. It's up to you to try to figure out exactly what you need, do some research on your own, and then ask questions to these people for guidance. It's not up to, you know, a coach to train you for free because you're in a tough financial spot. It's up to you to figure out what you can do to get out of that tight financial spot. It's not someone else's fault that, you know, something bad happened to you. It's your responsibility to figure out how to get out of that problem or how to get out of that situation. So the biggest thing that I want you guys to take from this and that I want you guys to do when this, like when you're going through your day to day, the rest of today, the rest of this week, the rest of this month, honestly, forever, is think about any time in your day that you say, well, it's not my fault because... And then try to reframe that. And instead of saying it's not my fault because, try to figure out what you can do. You know, it's not my fault that I don't train, uh, that I can't fight anymore because, well, I got injured. It's like, okay, well, did you do the rehab process properly? Is there more you could have done? Could you have, you know, like what could you have done differently? And obviously there are going to be extreme examples that, you know, literally just weren't your fault. There's nothing you could have done and you kind of got the short end of the stick. But nine times out of 10 with those situations, you know, one of the things that I've tried to do for myself as an example is anytime that I don't want to go somewhere, whether that's, you know, a party or whatever it might be, if I've made the decision for myself, I don't want to do that. Instead of saying I can't make it, I tell myself, that's not the right choice for me. So again, it's my decision that I'm not doing this. It's not that I can't, it's that that is not the right choice for me. And just that little switch in language, right? Or like if I'm late for something, oh, I'm sorry, there was traffic. Nope, I didn't leave early enough. Sorry that I'm late. So I'll still apologize for being late to whatever I'm late for, but I'm not blaming it on traffic because if I had left 10 minutes earlier or if I had taken a different route, maybe I would have been there on time. And just always keeping the responsibility on you is going to do magical, magical things for you, both as an athlete, but guys, just as a human being too. So that is it. That is all. I hope you got some good value from that. I hope you learned something. If you did, I would love to know what it is. Shoot me a message across any of my social media platforms to let me know. And as always, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day and I will catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now remember, information without execution is useless. 
So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.